Welcome to another episode of Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Lauren Cox, an analyst for Pro Football Focus and a writer for USA Today's Bears Wire, and today we're breaking down the new head coach of your Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy. I'll give you my opinion on the decision and go through everything we know about the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. First and foremost, if you haven't yet, go back and listen to the January 3rd episode of Lockdown Bears called Should the Bears Hire Matt Nagy as Their Next Head Coach? Just so happened that the last of the head coaching preview podcasts we went through here happened to be about the man Ryan Pace chose to hire. And so on that podcast, I was joined by Ryan Tracy, one of the two hosts from Locked On Chiefs here in the Locked On Podcast Network. And Ryan was able to illuminate us a little bit on how this Kansas City Chiefs offense worked, both when Nagy was calling plays for the final five games of the season, and then, you know, we recorded before the playoff game. So, you know, we weren't able to get into that, but also how things were different under Andy Reid before Nagy took over the play calling. We talked about how the dynamic worked between Nagy, Brad Childress, and Reid for his time in Kansas City. We talked about Alex Smith and sort of how that quarterback influenced Matt Nagy as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator. We certainly got into Nagy's play calling, some of what he did well and maybe what he could improve on. Really went in-depth on the guy who at the time was perhaps an unlikely Chicago Bears head coach candidate, but Ryan Pace ended up falling in love with him apparently and and made the decision to hire him. You know, In in the coming days here on Lockdown Bears, we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the X's and O's on Matt Nagy. Might be more looking at early next week, but we're going to go more in depth on on the scheme and, and things like that in the future. But rather than be a little bit redundant in what we talked about with Ryan Tracy, again, in that January 3rd episode, let's look at a little bit more of the big picture dynamics of what went into the Bears hiring Matt Nagy. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm not crazy about this hire. I think Nagy could be great. I think he could be the next bright, offensive-minded head coach to lead this team into the future. I also think he could be a horrible bust of a head coach. You know, I think there's some Mark Trestman in him in terms of the boom-bust, risk-reward type candidate. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons and different backgrounds behind them, but I see a similar amount of risk. And I see a lot of Bears fans pretty easily talking themselves into Matt Nagy. And and that's totally natural. You know, I think we all did it with Mark Tressman, myself included. I thought Mark Tressman was going to come in and be, is going to, you know, fix Jay Cutler, get this Bears offense rolling, and then pick up where Lovey Smith left off defensively and take this team to the next level. Now, obviously, Mark Tressman wasn't ready to be an NFL head coach, didn't have what it takes to lead a team of men. He he seemed to know how to run an offense very effectively, but he couldn't handle, you know, the, the locker room and running a whole organization of coaches and players and, and things absolutely got messy. And, you know, I think we did the same thing with John Fox too. 
we thought John Fox would come into Chicago and pull off another renovation project. You know, he took took the Panthers to the Super Bowl, took the Bron- the Broncos to the Super Bowl. Uh, plenty of Bears fans are saying next is the Bears. That you know, John Fox is gonna is gonna right the ship and and get this team at least back into contention, even if he maybe isn't the guy to truly put them over the top. And you know, at the very least, we thought he could at least get this franchise back where it needed to be. And, and I don't necessarily know how close he got to that. And so I'm kind of left here feeling like, fool me once, shame on me. And so Tressman Fox, I'm just cautious about Matt Nagy. Here's why. Matt Nagy, like we talked about with Ryan Tracy, has only six career games of calling plays. He was never a college offensive coordinator. He was the Chiefs offensive coordinator for two years and, and that's it. That's his that's his offensive coordinating experience. And within those two years, he was not calling the plays for the first year and a half. And that's not an indictment on Nagy. I'm not saying, well, if Nagy was a good offensive coordinator, he would have been calling the plays early. No, I understand that Andy Reid is stingy about play calling. He likes to call the plays. You know, he has proven to be a successful head coach. In, in previous situations and has done some good things. And so I understand that, I understand why Matt Nagy wasn't given play calling duties until week 13 of this past season. But it's still not ideal as far as head coach candidates go. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying the, that it's a bad thing that he wasn't trusted to get play calling earlier. It's just a pure fact that he doesn't have a lot of experience doing it, like a Mitchell Trubisky. It's a similar situation in that you're looking at a limited sample size and trying to extrapolate that to a head coaching position is very risky. And and that's sort of the the big point here about Matt Nagy. I mean, this is just a guy that has been impressive in this in the small sample size, but I don't feel like he's been through the ropes. I don't feel like he has seen a lot of different situations to be able to have that experience to fall back on. The entire team, 53 players and a, and a deep coaching staff, are all going to be turning to this guy to lead the team through adversity, through good times and bad. And is he going to have the experience to fall back on to handle those situations in the best way for the Bears football team? Even when you limit it to just offense and play calling, he hasn't been through certain situations to call plays in. You know, his team's down 20 and they need a spark. Does he have the right plays? Can he get this? Can he turn the team around at halftime when they're in, you know, in in the locker room, completely dejected, down twenty-one-three, like the Tennessee Titans were against his Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs? Can he come out and call the plays that are going to work against a defense that's adjusting to him? You know, if if he's in a game where his game plan isn't working, or the defense that he's facing does something completely new that they haven't shown on tape. Is he going to be able to adjust in-game? He hasn't been through those situations. We haven't seen, like I said, six games of this guy play-calling. There's just only so much uh, an offensive coordinator can go through in six games. What if his quarterback is turning it over? What if his running game is failing? You know, What is he going to do when he faces adversity? Like in that Kansas City Chiefs game against the Tennessee Titans, Travis Kelsey goes down with an injury, and... His Chiefs offense 
pretty well failed to adjust. They, you know, they didn't score in that second half again after being up 21-3. And, and, and I'm not one of those people that's harping on this game as like, oh, don't hire Matt Nagy because the Chiefs played poorly in their last game. No, the evaluation of Matt Nagy goes much beyond one game. It's six games of play calling. It's two years as offensive coordinator, you know, three years as quarterbacks coach. But I'm just saying that the, the Tennessee Titans game in the playoffs is just as an example of a situation that Nagy had to go through. And it seems like there have been very few of those type of situations relative to other coaching candidates that might have had more experience to fall back on. And we'll talk a little bit more about those other candidates, including who I probably would have gone with later on on today's show. You know, coaches, they're not all going to go through, you know, every possible situation before their head coach. But you just, you'd like to have a guy to have, you know, it's just the value of experience. You want him to have as many situations that he's gone through as possible just to fall back on so he can say, you know what, this situation, you know, every situation is different. But, you know, when something's going wrong for the Bears, he could say, oh, this is kind of like when I was in Kansas City and Alex Smith got hurt or Alex Smith threw three interceptions and we needed plays to kind of calm him down and get the offense back going or my my lead running back is, is gone and, and we need different plays to get our backup running backs to have an effective game rushing or we lose our star tight end you know Nagy just hasn't had a lot of opportunities to go through those situations and that's not necessarily his fault that he hasn't had those opportunities but it's just a part of the evaluation process like it was with Mitchell Trubisky and clearly Ryan Pace had no issue taking a chance on an inexperienced quarterback and he had no issue taking a chance on an inexperienced head coach and like I said there's a lot of risk to that. I want to emphasize again that this is not a Lauren hates Matt Nagy and thinks he's going to be a terrible head coach. That's not my take at all. It's I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm not going to go overboard saying this guy is the savior of the franchise who's going to make Mitchell Trubisky a top five quarterback and lead the Bears to a Super Bowl. I think a lot of Bears fans are looking for that. They want that hope. They want that savior. And I totally respect that. That is a totally normal reaction. You know, Matt Nagy is seems to be a genuinely good person, and I'm sure he'll say all the right things moving forward and, and all that good stuff. But I'm just trying to dial it back just a little bit try and remain objective here and look at the big picture of this coach's resume and how that may or may not translate to head coaching success. Because the other thing that kind of bothers me about his resume is that he's only ever coached under Andy Reid. And Andy Reid is a, a good coach. I mean, I think there's some there's, there's plenty of flaws under Andy Reid, but you can do a lot worse than Andy Reid as a mentor. Andy Reid has a very large and impressive coaching tree, which I think comes from Wal or from Holmgren, Mike Holmgren above him, and I think Walsh above him. But Bill Walsh basically touched every coach in the NFL. But you know, even just specifically the Andy Reid tree, you look at other NFL head coaches: John Harbaugh at the Baltimore Ravens, Ron Rivera with the Carolina Panthers, Todd Bowles from the New York Jets, Doug Peterson obviously in the Eagles, and Sean McDermott for the Buffalo Bills, you know, and, and other coaches within the league that aren't head coaches, all kind of coming from that Reed tree. And so, you know, two of those guys, two of those head coaches, John Harbaugh and Ron Rivera, have been to the Super Bowl in the last 
decade. I mean, they, they've had some very impressive performances once they left the Andy Reid coaching tree. But with Nagy, a- Andy Reid is the only thing he knows. He's the only coach he's worked under. Nagy started as an intern with the Philadelphia Eagles back when Reid was coaching there, kind of worked his way up to be an assistant. And then when Andy Reid got hired to the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, Nagy was brought along with him as the quarterback's coach, worked with Alex Smith for a few years, and then was promoted to offensive coordinator when Doug Peterson left to coach the Eagles a couple years ago. And so, you know, Andy Reid, again, is a great coach to learn from, but he's only had one coach to learn from, one perspective on how a team should be run. You know, I, I would prefer someone who has worked under multiple coaches, you know, learn from Andy Reid. Take absolutely everything you can from him. But, you know, coach somewhere else. Learn from someone else. Learn from, even if it's another head coach that isn't necessarily successful, you take the best of every coach you've worked under, see what works in multiple organizations, and see what doesn't work. Eliminate, don't do the things that don't work. Take the best from both of them. You know, like Andy Reid is known for abandoning the running game consistently. That's part of why Nagy was given the play calling because Reed tanked the Chiefs offense for the most part because they had one of the NFL's leading rushers in Kareem Hunt and totally got away from him. Reed's also known for some pretty poor clock management when you get down the stretch. I mean, is Nagy able to recognize that Reed did those things and avoid those things moving forward? Is, are there other aspects internally that Andy Reid does in terms of running a football team that Nagy may try to emulate in Chicago that may or may not be the best way to run a football team. You know, he's just only ever seen from a coaching perspective one way that an organization is run from the top down. I mean, I understand he was an arena football quarterback, played quarterback at Delaware, so he's been on other teams in football sense, but it's a different ball game when you're on the other side, underneath the headset, not the guy in the field, seeing how teams are managed. And it's just a a slight concern for me that Nagy's only ever seen one way of doing it. You know, I, I think a lot of the other head coaching candidates have been around the block a little bit more. You know, even a John DiFilippo, the quarterback's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, he had spent time in Cleveland under Shanahan, learning how that system works. You know, he's worked under Doug Peterson now with the Eagles. He was the offensive coordinator at San Jose State. And I'm I'm not a big John D. Filippo guy. You know, my my candidate of choice was probably Pat Shermer, the Vikings offensive coordinator, who again, another guy, started with Andy Reid, learned how that type of organization is run. Great. That's a great influence for him. But then Shermer left Reid went to the then St. Louis Rams and was an offensive coordinator there. Then he became the Browns head coach. You know, he it became his own offense and his own team. Then he comes back to the Eagles and Chip Kelly and works under Chip Kelly and gets Chip Kelly's perspective on how to run a team. And Chip Kelly obviously didn't do a great job of running a football team, but I'm sure Pat Shermer was able to see what Chip Kelly did differently than Reed differently than he did as a head coach, and learn from that. Learn what Chip Kelly did well. Learn what Andy Reid did well. Learn what Shermer himself did well and did poorly with the Cleveland Browns when he was a head coach. You know, it's just, it's about getting different perspectives and becoming your own coach. And I'm just not sure how much Nagy has been able to do that working purely under Andy Reid 
for his entire coaching career. But that's just how I feel about Matt Nagy. We'll see. The results are going to speak for themselves, but, you know, Ryan Pace was obviously enamored with this coach, and I really think Nagy was Pace's favorite all along. Like, when you just look at the timeline of how this all went down, Pace interviewed Nagy on Sunday and then decided Sunday night to hire him, and supposedly they negotiated, you know, Monday morning and all that and finalized the deal. And Ryan Pace isn't deciding that quickly unless he already has a good idea of what he wanted. I think he went in knowing Nat Nagy was the guy he thought he was going to hire. And, you know, he did his due diligence with talking to other coaches, seeing their ideas and, and taking notes as potential, you know, ideas to use for his own team and see how they think they would use their roster. I mean, it's just smart to interview a lot of candidates. And I think he was, you know, he wasn't 100% in on Matt Nagy. And again, this is all just my opinion and speculation. I think Pace wanted Matt Nagy, was doing due diligence and, and giving other coaches the opportunity to make him rethink, to say, you know what, I will give Josh McDaniels, Pat Shermer, etc. I will give them a chance to blow me away. But I think going in, Nagy is the guy I want. And, you know, he goes through the other interviews, gets some good notes, but gets to meet Matt Nagy on Sunday after the Chiefs game. Matt checks all the boxes, confirms what Pace thought, maybe hits a home run, and then, you know, it just confirmed, in, in my opinion, confirmed to Ryan Pace to lock him up and go and get him as your next coach. You know, it's a, it worked out because the Bears would have had to wait to hire any of the other candidates because they're still in the playoffs and all that. But because Nagy happened to get eliminated on Saturday, it just kind of worked out that he happened to be available Maybe he was already Pace's favorite, like I suggested. Hits the interview, Pace is there, is confident, and, and the buzzword he always likes to use is having conviction about something, and there you go. He locks up Matt Nagy as your next, the 16th head coach of the Chicago Bears. This is Pace's guy. Ryan Pace's job is tied to Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky leading this team to success down the road. If Nagy tanks in two years like Mark Tressman, Ryan Pace is gone. And the whole team is is starting over from, at least from a managing standpoint, from scratch there. I mean, Trubisky will still be here. But, you know, if Nagy is the next great thing, then Ryan Pace is a genius for seeing it in this guy, taking a chance on a young coach, and absolutely paying dividends and making the rest of the league look foolish for not scooping up Matt Nagy sooner. I just think there's a lot more risk here than a lot of Bears fans are acknowledging. You know, I think this is a boom or bust head coaching hire. I am not anti-Matt Nagy. I'm just not ready to 100% buy in. We've been burned a few times before in the past with head coaches trying to change the culture and say all the right things and seem like the savior of the team. And Matt Nagy will check all of those boxes. But I'm just waiting to see how it plays out before I 100% buy in on this guy being the absolute right guy for the job. I think there are red flags. I think there are a lot of reasons why he could be very successful. I see why Ryan Pace hired him. He wouldn't have been my choice, but I'm not, I'm not sold either way that he is the right choice or the wrong choice. I think he is a risky move 
that could pay off in a great way or could be a, a pretty bad choice. And I think Mitchell Trubisky had some of that similar risk. I applaud Ryan Pace for having the the gall to take a risk like this, take a chance on a guy he believes in, trust himself, trust his eyes, trust his evaluation of people, and say, you know what, I'm staking my career on Matt Nagy. Kudos to you, Ryan Pace, for sticking through it like that and, and really taking command of this job search. You know, I think the next big step for Matt Nagy is filling out this coaching staff. You know, I think the Vic Fangio situation is starting to look more like he'll be back, but it's not official yet. That's going to be huge. You know, how the rest of this coaching staff plays out will be big for Nagy's success. We saw that with Mark Tressman and, and having Mel Tucker as a defensive coordinator, not particularly doing a great job there. We certainly saw it with Lovey Smith never being able to find an offensive coordinator that was right for the job. And so this is going to be the most critical next step for Nagy and his success in Chicago and will will certainly influence how confident I feel in his ability. If he gets if he gets Fangio back for sure and locks that in and this defense is able to pick back up, then I feel a little like a little bit less of that risk in there. If he has to take a chance on a young upcoming defensive coach to kind of come in and, and change the direction of the defense, it just adds another layer of that risk. There's, there's a lot that's gonna go into the future of Matt Nagy in Chicago and we will break it all down in the coming days and weeks here on Locked On Bears. Join us again on the next Locked On Bears because we will have audio straight from Nagy's introductory press conference. Might end up hearing a little bit from Ryan Pace in the show as well. So we will hear the new head coach of the Chicago Bears in his own words. We'll break down what he says, go through sort of what impresses us perhaps, maybe what's concerning about what he says. We'll see. We'll go through it and we will break it all down. For more daily Bears analysis and breakdowns, follow me on Twitter at Cox Sports One. That's C O X Sports and the number one. And follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can find all of our Chicago Bears podcasts at our website, LockedOnBears.com. Talk to you again tomorrow and bear down. <laughs>